Hey, welcome to episode 86 of Tangible Takeaways. I'm Jackson, and today I'm going to talk about how it's not about the title, it's just about giving our best. And I'm Brian, I'm going to talk about how being a diligent worker actually gives you a, a platform to share the love of Christ with others. All that and more on this episode of Tangible Takeaways. Welcome to episode 86 of Tangible Takeaways. Brian, thanks for being here today. Yeah, you thanks bet. Thanks for taking man. the time. Yeah, you bet. I'm anticipating our final Tangible Takeaways. Last time, together. bro. Yeah. Well, welcome <laughs> welcome to the show for the final time. Yeah. Um, glad that you're here. It was a fun weekend getting to kind of wrap up. Um, just it was a very like dialed in message for for you, your life experience, yeah. kind of all of those yeah, things, yeah. you know, pieced together. Um, so what was kind of some of the, I'm sure it's a bit of a surreal process as you're putting together a message for the last time to HDC. What was kind of the behind the scenes there, or things kind of going through your head as you're getting ready for that? Yeah, you know, in some ways it doesn't, it doesn't really play in because, it, you know, we had an assignment, you know, that Todd gave us through Proverbs. So I always appreciate being grounded in one, like a text. Yeah. This was a little harder because, you know, I had to, it was a thematic one. Yeah. So that's a little different. But um, overall, I mean, you know, the book of Proverbs has got so much to say, both positively and negatively, mm. that it's it's easy. And I think just the feeling of, you know, the last message I, I speak to is one of the theme of work, which Todd really appreciates about just my back history, right? Because, yeah. you know, when I met when I met Todd a long time ago, um, I was working construction, going to college. Um, actually, the first time I, I met Todd, I wasn't in college at all. I mm. was, uh, we went to Oregon and uh, were, I was working for my dad's construction company, rebuilding a historic portico that was on Linfield College's campus. And mm. that's how I met Todd. And wow. he was, he was a youth pastor. And then he had a college age Bible study in his house. And that's, that's where I was at. And I remember you as a little tiny yeah. guy and all that. So yeah. That, you know, so that whole thing, Todd's seen my life go from, you know, work in construction and school and construction and then into to ministry. Yeah. And so I think that's why he valued me sharing on this particular topic. And then a topic that I think is super important this day and age where work is uh, work ethic is tend to be undervalued. You mm. know what I mean? As, as not seeing as it a worship activity, mm. but very much so a worship activity. Yeah. 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 And I, I think that is so fun, you know, that when it kind of connects well with your passions or background or things that the Lord has taught you, it just becomes so much more personal as a message yeah. that way. Yep. What are some of the misconceptions you feel like you see around work in our culture mm -hmm. or even in the church and things like that? Yeah, a couple of things that I think, you know, we highlight a little bit in the message was the idea that. Um, work is worth working hard for if the payout is good. Mm. So it's always contingent on the result or um, what am I going to get out of it, yeah. which is a very self-centered, self-feeding kind of idea, which is the antithesis of what God wants us to be, which is selfless, selfless with our actions and then giving to others or, mm. or being that. And so when you when you start to see the culture just consumed with what do I get out of it or even defining whether I am working hard because I'm getting paid a lot, mm. which is not always true. Yeah. I mean, you can uh, you can make a lot of money doing very little mm. 
in our culture. Yeah. If you hit the right spots or you start with the right entitlements or whatever it is, right? There's, yeah. there's all kinds of ways. You know, typically people tend to end up, I had a friend of mine who was a high level executive with Walmart and he shared this with me, which I thought was fascinating. He said most people end up in their, their working life or in their economic status either 10%, 10 above or below where they grew up. Mm. And so when you think about that, that has a lot to do with all kinds of stuff, but not always having to do with how hard you're willing to work or how good your work ethic is. It's about yeah. who you know. Mm. You end up finding jobs with people that you know yeah, or your parents your know. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so representation of how hard you work has nothing to do with mm. where how you live. Yeah, all of those things. And so culturally speaking, we have to, you know, break that apart and say, no, we work with a good work ethic, that is with a diligence and a hard work because it's honoring to God, mm. not because the payout's well. Um, so that's one thing. Another thing that I think is uh, that, you know, we do sometimes get the assumption that, that we, we're looking towards that day when we get to get out of work. Yep. Retirement. Yeah. Um, whole system's whole built on it. Yeah, yeah, built on about. it, right? Um, or even that, uh, well, what's, what's the old adage, right? Um, if you if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah, and that is deceptive in a way because <laughs> you can love what you do, but if you're not doing it well, you're not honoring God, mm. um, and you are doing work. So it's it's an interesting thing where we have to say, you know, sometimes work comes down to seeing it for who whom gave it to us, and then. Whether it's things we enjoy or things we don't enjoy, because I guarantee out of anything you do, even if it's a sports figure or just a, a talk show host or whatever you might think, a YouTuber and an influencer, if you think it's easy and it's just always going to be fun, you're, you're sadly mistaken. Yeah. It won't always be fun and enjoyable, but it is always an opportunity to glorify God through diligence through doing that with others in mind and through doing it with joy because God's provided a way to provide for yourself and, and others. So yeah. those are some of the things that I think our culture really, really deals with. Um, and also just this, you know, in the injustice of people that take advantage of other people that work hard. Mm. That will always be there. Yep. Um, that, I mean, that's that will always be there. There will always be, you know, that call to, to make more bricks and and not give you straw. Like this is going all the way back to the book of Exodus where God says, let my people go. And, and he, Pharaoh says, no, 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 no. And he makes it harder on them. Yeah. At, at, almost to, to throw his power. Yeah, intentionally yeah. makes it harder on them. They had to work harder to accomplish what was given to them by their owner. That will always be there. People will always be inappropriate in the way they dispense what they expect from their workers. Mm. But we are to work as unto the Lord. And if things fall apart, you know, if we're honoring the Lord in it, that's okay. That's part of the suffering that we will encounter because of sin. Yeah. And there's still a way to grow from that trust and faith and even reach out to brothers and sisters in Christ who will help prop us up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So there's a real communal aspect to work that we don't we don't talk about in our culture either. We usually see it as very self, self-fulfilling. Yeah. Take care of me or uh -huh. my family or yep. whatever. Yeah. Yep. Or prove who I am. Right. I'm status. We gain a lot of status by work. Yeah. You know, what do you do? And, and that's, especially with guys, that's a big thing. It's like, who are you? Well, it's what I do. It's what I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, you know, who are you 
in the economy of, of God. It's, well, I'm an image bearer of God because of the renewal of Christ and the Holy Spirit dwelling in me. Yeah. That's what we are. Yeah. What do we do? Well, we worship God through work, through leading our families, through helping others, through serving our church, all those things which have work things in them. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we can't identify ourselves with what we do in occupation. It's not determining value. No, right. Yeah. yeah. God's determining value. Yeah. And so when you see that appropriately, then you're, you're, you're clicking into the right space what works looks like. And for some people, it needs to come down in how much you know, we gain from it. And other people, it needs to come way up mm. because they're not gaining uh, enough of the dignity that God provides in making us in his image because we're not pushing into the effort of working or producing or making something that benefits others. So yeah. it, it's a both way. It keeps the humble humble and it brings those that are pridefully lazy up to an appropriate space of, of humility, diligence, and reliance on God. Yeah. Yeah. It is like so many other biblical concepts. It is filled with lots of tension points mm -hmm. to it. You can't make work your entire identity. Right. You can't avoid work your whole life either. Yeah. You know, like you're, you can't fall into those extremes. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's funny, even as you were talking, I was thinking there's a... Um, guy who just won the NBA championship, Nikola Jokic. He just had an interview after his, uh, his press conference after he won. And he says in his interview, nobody likes his job. If they say that they like their job, they're lying. Yeah. And, and everybody's freaking out because it's like, yeah, an NBA you, player, yeah, bro, right. you should love your job. Like, yeah. And uh, there is this sense that it's not always enjoyable to work. Right. But what I keep going back to is I think the significance of the fact that work is a part of creation when God says it's very good, yeah. when everything's perfect, when there's even perfect partnership in marriage between mm -hmm. man and woman. Yeah, they were sharing the workload. They were sharing the workload yeah, together, right? And I mean, even if you look at the dimensions of the garden that God gives them, it's not like a garden in your backyard. Like right, Adam no. needed it. He couldn't take care of that thing on his yeah. own. And so you've got this task that's almost bigger than the both of them that's set before them. And that's part of it being good. And I think that's such a paradigm shift for so many of us yeah. where it's like, man, work is part of thriving as a human being. It's woven into the fabric of how God designed things to be. And that is a, that's a very different way of viewing things because so much of our life is about how can I get to that 20 year vacation of retirement, mm -hmm. you know, and just never work a day again in my life. Or even how can I retire in my forties or retire younger? It just seems like that's where so much of the conversation is, is how can I get out of work? Yeah. Not realizing, man, if everything went your way and you could retire at 32, like, what what kind of a life do you have left? Because you just lopped off a huge piece of living, and that's working. Like that's yeah, a huge you, piece of thriving. And you still um, are obligated to work. Yeah. Not for financial sustenance or gain, but for the glory of God. Yeah. That is, you are to work so that you can continue to bear the image of God. And whether that's for payment or not, and that's that's part of the thing where, um, especially in a culture like what's weird about our culture that's different than the biblical you know worldview, the biblical worldview they they had to work the ground to eat, so this wasn't about gaining a beach home yeah. or a place at the river. Yep. 
This was about like, okay, how do I feed myself? How do I feed my family? Stay alive. Yeah, this it really was. Yeah. And so it wasn't even about um, what do I get out of this, but really I do this so that I can sustain myself. I do this so that I can sustain what God has provided. That's why the garden thing, because Adam and Eve were real people. They had to eat. <laughs> they were they were given everything to eat except the one tree. Yeah. So they had to keep the thing going, cultivate the ground, take care of the garden in order to be sustained, all contingent on God's provision, but connected to their efforts yeah. in a way. Um, and so that is a really, really important thing. There may be people fortunate enough to, to have made enough money to not have to work a day in their life. Well, to not have to work a day in your life is great, but that doesn't mean you don't have to work. Yeah. In a, in a biblical mindset, in the mindset of Christ, no, we do do that so that we can come alongside others, benefit others, display to others what God's like, his characteristics. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, did Jesus need to work? No. He's creator of heavens and earth. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. he didn't. But did he? Well, absolutely. Yeah. We see... We don't get a lot of glimpse into his life other than they said, oh, isn't this the carpenter's son, which the presumption is he was a carpenter himself, or that he was just tired from helping people. Yeah. Right? Healing and ministering to people. Yeah, there's That's those work. moments he runs Yeah, where own, he's just he's like exhausted. wore out. Yeah. So he worked hard, um, even though he honestly didn't need a thing. Because yeah. he's the maker of heaven and earth. And then and you so, have the ultimate work of salvation. Yes, yeah. right. Which was a striving, hard, difficult reality, you yeah. know, obviously. Um, and pain associated with it. Why? Because pain and toil are associated with sin. Yeah. And because he was covering and taking sin upon himself, he had to experience that. And so the fact that sin has frustrated work diminished work ethic and, and uh, seeing work as worship does not remove its obligation to us. And actually, because of Christ and the work of the Spirit, we have this elevated, renovated view of work. Yeah. And it should stand out clearly. And, and I think you would see that if you took a, a, broad, a broad sweep over history and you see some of the great advancements and some of the hard work that has happened, it's happened through a lot of believing people. Mm. fascinatingly enough yeah advancements in technology and medicine and all kinds of stuff happened with people that were relying on the lord yeah and had an appropriate view of work so um they're connected yeah that's why within a lot of even very pagan cultures that that started and have worshipped um idols idolatry or worshiped the earth or worshiped foreign gods or things like that they haven't necessarily made as many strides as those that maybe started with a Christian ethic mm. worldview. So it's it's a fascinating look at history even. Yeah, yeah, there's a correlation. There is there. a correlation, yeah. And I do think uh, a lot of, especially today, but I, I think a lot of, even as I talk to young adults and things like that, there's a lot of almost sense of like, I'm willing to work hard. Um, for sure, if the pay is right, but then also some level of the responsibility or the title, right? Mm -hmm. If it's a, if it's an esteemed position, yeah. then I'm willing to work hard at it. But until then, I'm going to kind of phone it in. And I think that so is the opposite of this biblical value of work, which is that 
we we view giving our best to whatever's before us, that's the thing that actually satisfies us because that's the thing that has been wired into us in creation that yeah. we just want to give our best to something because that work in worship, you can't separate it and nobody feels good phoning in worship. And so just the same way, phoning in your work is phoning in your worship yeah. in whatever way, whatever thing you're worshiping, whether it's God or not. Right. Um, you're phoning in that very important aspect to yourself. You want to, it's like woven into us that we want to give our best to that thing. And I think it's such a lie that we've come to believe that a title is what will give me satisfaction yeah. or that a paycheck is what's going to give me satisfaction when it's really, man, if I'm scrubbing toilets, if I'm on a stage, if I'm a CEO, like as long as I'm giving my best to whatever's before me, that's where I'm going to find that that sweet spot of kind of human flourishing satisfaction yeah. because that's what I've been designed to do. Mm-hmm. And and it, and it won't, It a lot of times it will work out yeah. well, right? Meaning if you work hard and that was other, you know, I didn't have time to do every proverb that mentioned work, but in, in chapter 18, I think it is, it talks, you know, to, to the other word for work, the same word that, um, that is used for the, the, the work of God in creation. Um, and it talks about him being, or here, let's see it is. No, it's actually, sorry, chapter 22, verse 29. It says this, do you see someone skilled in their work? Hmm. And so the idea of being skilled in your work is someone who puts forth the effort and diligence and does that. They will serve before kings. They will not serve, or will they not serve before officials, and they won't serve before officials of low rank. Mm. And the idea there, like you talked about status, like as long as it's a position that I feel I'm worthy of or whatever. And the way it, the way it reads here, which is out of Proverbs with the wisdom of God, is see the skilled worker, then they will be lifted up. Mm. Not lift up someone then and then their skilled skill. work will yeah. follow. And so that is, you're right, because I mean, especially, I mean, in a day and age in which education has become cheap, easily accessible, all of that. And, and as far as, you know, getting college education, um, now kids are coming out and, and sometimes if, if you go to private school, it's not cheap at all. Um, I'm dealing with that now with my son. <laughs> but what I mean is because you come out feeling like, oh, I'm educated. Oh, I know. Then I should start here. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 wait a second. You start wherever you start. Yeah. You work at it, develop your skill, or just develop your reputation of, of honesty and helpfulness and willing to put in the hard work, and then let, let that serve to lift you up. And That's the I've way it generally works. Time and time again is if you give your best to whatever's before you, you're not going to be in that job for long. Right. That just is generally... Correct the way that things work out. And it is, it's Proverbs, it's not promises, but most of the time, that's how it yeah, works most out. Yeah, most of you, the time. If you give your best to whatever's before you, people are going to see that and say, oh, well, we could really use that work ethic over right. here. Yeah, you know? and and, it, and with young people, one of the, right, one of the things that I've seen a lot is because of technology and technological advances, we've gotten accustomed to, you know, just operating and moving with them. But because of, because of these, Right. Yep. These cause so much distraction and cons- consume time that even when people are working, they're consumed with something that is not work. 
Yeah. And then that reflects on the fact that they're not using their skills or being diligent in the tasks that they're given, the work they're given. And I can tell you right now, just from, from friends that I still know that work in the, you know, in the construction field or their own businesses that aren't even related to construction, if they can find young people that aren't consumed with their phone, which not related to their work tasks, but just doing their, you know, entertainment stuff, yeah. that person will elevate very quickly mm. because there's few of them. Yeah. And so I, I believe, you know, the young Christians on this this earth, if they get an appropriate understanding of work, yeah. if they get an appropriate understanding of, oh, okay, when I'm working for someone, that time that I'm working for them, I don't own that time. So I don't get to do with that time what I want to do with that time. Yeah. My entertainment has to wait until later because they own that time. They're paying for that time. So I'm going to honor the Lord by honoring them. Man, very, very quickly, if the Christian young people have a solid work ethic, the Lord is going to, to push them up, I think, very easily. And then that allows them to contribute more to others in their, you know, oikos that are in need yep. or to their church or whatever it is, right? And so I think that's a real testimony to the world when we work well. Yeah. It gives us a platform, maybe not with our peers because our peers want to screw around when we're young. Yeah. But it gives us a platform with those that are above us. Yeah. And that's where God works. And even as our peers, you know, you go 20 years down the road and they see how differently the paths have gone. It's like, man, there's something that you know or there's something that yeah. you're that you're living in that I'm not. And so right. it even it becomes a testimony that's very clear to even peers down the line yes. as well. Yeah. And I do think especially with the rise of like entertainment economy and things like yeah. that, that we're just becoming so much more built into our culture is leisure and mm -hmm. vacation and taking more time away from work in whatever way possible, working at home, from home, all yeah. of those different types of things. I think with all of those things built in, uh, a diligent, hard work ethic that's willing to give your best to what's in front of you, but is also willing to say, and that's not my whole world. That's not my yeah. whole life. It's no. I live in the tension of I give my best. And when I'm off the clock, I give my best to things like my family, to yeah. God, to worship, to whatever's before me. Yeah. And so it's not this is my idol either at work. Yeah. But that living in that tension and giving your best, I think that's going to set people apart, set believers apart in a huge way going forward with the way that our culture is headed. Yeah, it brings it brings that wisdom that people are seeking though they don't know what they're seeking. Yeah. And when they see it, they know it. They know, oh, that, that looks different. That looks better. That, that looks like someone I should listen to. Yeah. Um, and then you're able to have that platform of, and that's the thing, we, we should never be afraid to tie appropriate living and thinking back to the source, which is God. Yeah. Especially for us as believers. Yeah. Even if we would say, oh, well, I learned a good work ethic from my dad and he's a total pagan, if that was the case for somebody. That doesn't mean that you can't contribute or attribute those characteristics to our Heavenly Father. Yeah. Because that's a really true statement. You that, see them valued yeah, there as that, well. Yeah, that they're living out the image of God, maybe in this area, though they're a total pagan in other areas, but they're still reflecting the image of God. Yeah. And so we point them back to that, and then that gives us a platform to be able to share the good news of Christ and, and why it matters. 
not because it matters because, oh, you're going to get something out of it. But let the Holy Spirit do that work. You just show them, well, you know, the reason I do this is because I want to honor my Father in heaven. And that's why I do it. Yeah. And that gives a bridge. Like They're like, well, that's weird. And they may think about it for a week or two, but then you can have further conversations about why that matters or perhaps that they need a right relationship with their Father in heaven or they're going to be standing on the wrong side, that is the punitive side mm. of his judgment. And yeah. so that is, you know, gives us a platform. So many things do. Yeah. If we tie it back to why, yeah. you know, and that's totally. why we got to think deeply as Christians. We don't do these things just because, oh, it makes my life better. It won't always make your life better. Yeah. Like that's the truth. Um, Jesus told us that, taught us that. I suffered, you will suffer. But at the end of the day, you will be vindicated. Yeah. So, you know, that's the goal. The that's new heavens and new earth. Towards. Yep, we're yeah. building towards that. And when we when we start to live out that reality now, that truth now, then it displays to other people that it has um, a real, uh, there's a real need in their life to be connected back to the life giver to be connected back to the one who wants to have things reside in peace and in safety mm. that this world's just not, it just can't offer at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, and, and God will do his work to open up eyes and, yeah. and open up hearts to receive him. Yeah. 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 There's a, so much that's possible when we tie into biblical values like mm. this and we live them out because they are, they are designed to be different, to catch people off guard, to be like, Whoa, because we're connecting back to the source and there's something powerful about that. What would you say to somebody who's kind of walking away from this weekend and is like, man, I, I feel a little bit like that slacker from mm -hmm. this weekend. What are some kind of steps that they could begin taking to see this biblical value towards work yeah. in their life? Yeah, I think I, think I would, if I, if I was feeling slack in something, I think I would uh, write down what it is mm. or what it is like, oh man, I spend, um, I spend a lot of my work time distracted. Mm. Then give yourself real clear, you know, disciplined action steps. Mm. So, okay, I'm going to choose to leave my phone in the car while I work. Yeah. And just let people know if I, if I need to, if people are worried where I'm at, why I'm doing it, all that. But take diligent, like real tangible steps. Yeah. Tangible takeaways. That's what we're here for. <laughs> That's what we're here for. So I would, I would do that. I would say, okay, what are some things? And, and I wouldn't hem this in, but ask the Lord to give you wisdom and ask the Lord to give you strength to follow through with diligent effort, yeah. right? And so you write them down and then you share them with someone, right? Because then that gives you an accountability. Yeah. It's not just like, Oh, I, I think these are really good. I'm going to do this. And then you don't. And so what? Yeah. It doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. You share them with someone that you trust, someone that's not going to necessarily pound you over the head with it, but also is going to hold you accountable or ask you about it and give them the freedom and tell them, hey, I want you to hold me accountable for this. If you're that bold, share it with your boss. Yeah. I mean, honestly, and, and that proves to be a huge testimony yeah. to the work of God because what? It displays your humility. Yeah, who goes to their boss and says, I don't feel like I've been working very hard yeah. and I'd like to I'd yeah. like to work harder. And here's the things here's I came up do. with. Yeah. yeah, here's the things I came up with. Yeah. I'm telling you, that that gives you a testimony and a platform that, that is so much more meaningful than just like, 
oh, I quietly made these decisions and I'm gonna make strides. Yeah. Man, let's be honest. If, if we quietly make decisions, You're we not gonna don't make strides. make strides. Yeah. We just don't. Uh -uh. We default back to what is comfortable. Yeah. We're pushing ourselves through these steps where we've actually written it down, we've actually taken time to think about it and write in action steps, and I would say two or three at least. And then we, we present that to someone else. Now we've just started moving somewhere. Yeah. Because, um, and then that's why I love that example of the ant, right? The ant is always moving. Yeah. Always moving. And sometimes they're scatterbrained looking, right? They're moving all over the place. But what are they doing? They're moving. And so we try to redirect our movements through these thought through action steps, commitments, if you will, present them to someone else saying, hey, I want to commit to this and I want you to hold me accountable for this and then check up with them you yeah. know with the, and give yourself time and and failure is going to happen like you're going to mess up but give yourself time be honest be humble yeah um, and you'll start to see that you start making steps in the right direction yeah no that's huge I love that I feel like such a that's such a practical thing to walk away with of like man there are really steps before mm -hmm. you if you want to get better at this an encouragement I would give to young people is like, man, don't, don't turn your nose up at menial jobs. Yeah. Like the, the best lessons that you can learn early on in work ethic and things like that are probably at a McDonald's, are probably yep. at a coffee shop. That's not a bad thing mm -hmm. to learn how to clean toilets and, and sweep floors and flip a burger or make a latte or whatever. Like, those are really good things to take head on, not because it's what you're probably going to do the rest of your life, yeah. but because you're learning some really practical life lessons and skills about what it looks like to just give your best to something, even when it's something that you're not passionate yeah. about. Because the sooner that I think a young person can unlock that giving their all and giving their best is what really is satisfying more than the you know, I mean, minimum wage is going up so much. It doesn't I know, matter. Right? It's yeah. a good deal. Very different uh, from when yeah. I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, back when, you know, you're making five bucks doing this yep. thing or whatever. It, that wasn't what made it feel like it was a big deal. It was that you gave your best to it and that you, you worked hard. And so the quicker that you can learn that lesson by doing something that feels maybe beneath you at first, mm -hmm. those are, and that's a good check to your humility and all like that's all healthy so right just encourage people don't run away from that stuff yeah. that's good yeah so. and God at the end of the day when we look at what you know the first job task work God told them take care of the garden that I made yeah they weren't making a name for themselves by creating new species of fruit they weren't um, advancing any mechanical systems that somehow, you know, genetically modified the fruit that was being produced so that it would create the biggest and best. They were just given the stewardship of, here's what I've given you. And so cultivate it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Because in doing it, you will not only be able to trust me more, but you will also be participating with me which was God's goal for his creation and humanity, was he wanted some people to participate in, in displaying his glory, which is all an image is. It is a representation of the real thing that brings honor to the real thing. Mm. And so we were given the first task to be gardeners. And, uh, you know, I know, I know some people that make a ton of money gardening. 
And I know some people that look down on gardeners. And so it's not that. It's just the idea that God uh, has given us this great ability to, as we work hard in whatever it is, bring him glory. And so we should do that. And that's where our attitude is really, really shown of who are we who are we seeing when we look at how hard we're willing to work? Yeah. Who are, are we, we seeing ourselves working for? Or are we seeing God? And that, yeah. you know, Colossians 3 and, and 4, 1, just a great passage. I wasn't able to cover that. I, I taught that on Saturday night, but I didn't get to it on Sunday mornings. But that's a great passage there at the very end of chapter 3 of Colossians. When you do your work, do it as unto the Lord. Yeah. That's it. Yep. And it was that, you know, simple for Paul talking to them. Yeah. No, it's so good. Well, thank you for taking the time being on. Thanks for your ministry here at HDC. Appreciate it. And your passion for God's word. It's been infectious for each and every one of us. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode of Tangible Takeaways. That's all we got for this week. Uh, We'll catch you guys next week. Uh, Don't forget to leave a a comment, uh, maybe just letting us know something you're taking away from the message this last weekend. Uh, Like the video and subscribe so that you get future videos as well. That's all we got for this week. We'll catch you guys next week on Tangible Takeaways.